On today's episode of the Science and Spirituality Podcast, we got to interview a dear friend of mine, actually. Her name is Kaylin Brown, and we dove into shadow work. But a bit about Kaylin. Kaylin's interest in ending generational patterns and bringing ceremony into Western therapy led her to dive deeper into her ancestry and lineage. Forever a student of ancestral practices and the subconscious, Kaylin aims to merge spirituality and psychology to help others reclaim and alchemize emotional states to learn and honor the medicine of these seasons. So shadow work, she said she's found is foundational to all of her work. And she's been practicing and exploring shadow work modalities for over five years. And the conversation was great. Uh, honestly, I think same with you, Chris, but for myself, I hadn't really known much about shadow work. So that's why we brought Kaylin on. Yeah. Um, but it was really great to get just even the basics of shadow work, like what it is, we defined it. Uh, but then even to some specific ways in which you could start practicing shadow work within yourself. Yeah, I think it's a great introductory episode for anyone who's heard of shadow work and maybe doesn't know what it is or wants to get involved in it. But I mean, it was very eye-opening for me too, because it seems like shadow work is involved in almost everything that we do. Just, yeah, it's actually called putting a name to it. It's like, okay, exactly. this is what it is. Right. Um, but it does seem to be foundational in any type of work, like even your coaching, honestly, like yep. I can see those like aspects in it. So um, this was from a, uh, not a subscriber. I, this was from a, uh, a listener question. So mm -hmm. um, hopefully this answers your question, listener. Yes. And for everyone else, like just enjoy and uh, learn some stuff about shadow work. Yeah, it was a great conversation. And uh, one point I want to make before you dive into the episode, definitely as you hear or listen to what Kaylin has to share, or even Chris and I reflecting and summarizing what she shares, I invite you to just dive into like what this means to you, which I feel like that's honestly every episode is like, and why you'd even listen to this. But at least in my experience, when Kaylin was sharing, like there's definitely some there was some deeper meaning behind her words that I think if you just hear just for what it was, then it could be like, Oh, like this seems vague or it's like, what does that mean? Like, but if you just give yourself space to really consider and just get curious of like, okay, I maybe have thought of that I've been doing shadow work before, but like, what is it? Like there's, there's energy behind Kaylin's words that I felt mm -hmm. that maybe we didn't ask the best questions or she didn't share it specifically, but like, and I think it's hard to, cause shadow work can be very, um, vague in and of itself, it seemed yeah. like, but, um, and, that's why, that's I, why I made the point of like, just feel into the words that you hear. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if vague is the word I would use, but more yeah. like personal and individual. So it's like, yep. it's like, it's kind of hard to describe it in a general sense because while you're describe while someone's describing it, it's going to, it's going to hit land differently for someone versus someone else. Right. I think that's the key. Yes. Like to it. And what, what I think what you were trying to say. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause even, yeah. even, yeah, me trying to say it is like, ah, it's not, yeah. The vague is probably not the best word to say, but yeah, you got to apply it to yourself and see how it could specifically relate yeah. to you and your life and what right. you're dealing with. So anyway, enjoy the episode. We'll talk with you soon. Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton. And we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. Welcome back or welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast. And today we have an amazing guest, my good friend and in a way colleague, I'll say, but <laughs> we'll get more into that for sure. But uh, her name is Kaylin Brown. So Kaylin, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to get into this conversation on shadow work, given yes. that a preface that someone actually, you, uh, this may be you listening. I forget exactly this woman's name, but uh, one of you who listens to the podcast asks, asked us like, what do we know about shadow work? And Chris and I honestly were like, yeah, not too much. And so <laughs> I thought of Kaylin because uh, yeah, I've known her for now in the last couple of years and she's dove in really deep into shadow work. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about what we can learn from you about it. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited to share. It's Definitely. a great, this will be a great conversation. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So love to hear how you even gotten into shadow work. Like what brought you to it? Uh, just tell us, you know, your backstory of just what brought you to this whole work. Yeah, so um, I actually, ooh, like 
eight or nine years ago, I was working with uh, a coach slash therapist um, on relational patterns. And we were getting into this conversation about unconscious patterns. And um, I started to tell him that I was really interested in understanding how to really start to recognize these and peel them away and learn from them. And he was the one that really introduced me to shadow work. So he brought that up. He's like, you should really just start to look into this work and look into Carl Jung and, and shadow work in general. Mm -hmm. um, he wasn't the one to teach me shadow work. It wasn't really his modality, but he introduced me to it. And it's something that I started to become interested in. Um, just looking for any resources that I could on it um, and found some questions online. And, and that's kind of how I started was reading books and journal prompts, because that's what I had available to me. Um, and then a few years down the line from that, um, you know, Kevin, you and I kind of got connected and working with the vision of yep. what I wanted to create for my life. And that really prompted me to want to dive deeper into shadow work and, and really learn this modality um, and take it to the next level. So um, I just continued to look for, for teachers and guides in this. And I got connected with my current teacher and my current guide, um, Miranda, who um, she does this work um, in a very traditional way of the Lakota tradition. Um, so she really, she really taught me in that way um, and bringing through my own medicine and my own way of processing shadow work. Um, but she was really the one that, that started teaching me um, true shadow work. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that was about three years ago, and I've been working in this modality ever since um, with her and um, with this school and the class. And yeah, it's been really powerful and really transformational, and it'll be a lifelong process and a and a practice for me. But um, it's just incredibly important. It's in, it's so important, especially in these spiritual spaces and these healing spaces, that we look at these at these shadows and we start to uncover them and taking accountability and action. So mm. it's a really amazing practice. But yeah. That's awesome. It's my brief. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Especially that it's been years now that you've, I've first the spark of interest, but then the study with just your own like findings, but then to have a mentor or some guide to help you and really going deeper. Yeah. And tell me, cause I, I actually never, it sounds familiar, but the Lakota tradition you said was yeah. it called? What is that from? What, uh, tell me so, more. Oh, <laughs> yes. zero idea what that is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the native tradition, so Lakota, um, they, they were actually on, on this land. Um, mm. but it's the native tradition. So she's, uh, Lakota. I see. Okay. Yeah. Where, where is she located by the way? Um, she's over by Elizabeth, Colorado. Yeah. Oh, so shoot. Just, it's in Colorado. Yeah, so south of us. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so about an hour, hour and a half south. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And then they have, uh, she has a whole school that she teaches ceremony. Um, uh, she teaches a lot of different modalities. Um, it's called uh, the sacred way or yeah. Sacred way mystery school. Mm. So yeah. So she teaches a lot of different modalities and, and just kind of got into shadow work through her. Nice. That's amazing. Practice. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing, especially yeah. to know that uh, it's really a deep history or rich kind of tradition to bring it is. forth. Yeah, it is. And it's really, it's really something that's in all of our ancestries. If you go back far enough, all of our ancestors have practiced shadow work. They might've not called it shadow work, right? Cause that's mm. really this, uh, this term that we've coined now, but, yeah. um, but everyone has, has that history in them of traveling into the underworld, understanding these parts of ourselves that we've hidden away that we've, that we feel shame about these darker parts, maybe the they're harmful in a way, right? Um, preventing us from becoming the true person that we are wanting to be or mm. really expressing our truth. Right. Um, and our ancestors, we all have these different ways of approaching that, that practice. So it's really beautiful when you go into your ancestral practices and start to uncover all of that, you get to really, really connect with it in a different way too. It's something that we've all done or like we've all had. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought in that it's really for all of us. Yeah. It's for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'd love to know just what is your definition or how do you define shadow work? Cause I think that could be, like you said, it's a coined term now Yeah. But with what you've been learning. Like, what does that mean? 
for those who may have never even heard of shadow work or think that, oh, am I doing it? Maybe I'm not, I don't know, but how do you define it? (laughs) Yeah, so um, I look at it as we're confronting these parts of us that we have hidden away, um, that we have shame over. They could be these repeating patterns and that's a really great way of identifying these repeating patterns, but they're really... um, they're really these things that we've hidden away that, or that we're presenting that are keeping us from becoming the person that we want to be, mm-hmm. keeping us from becoming our true self. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Similar to what you said even just before, but that is the mm-hmm. definition that you see. Yeah, as, that's the way right? that I would define it is just, yeah, we're just kind of uncovering these parts of ourselves. And, and it's a deeper understanding of who mm-hmm. we are deeper understanding of the duality that we all hold. You know, we all hold this light. We all hold the dark within Mm. us. Um, So, and the dark tends to hide. So, you know, bringing that out so that we can really address it, that we can really integrate it and learn from it Mm. is really what shadow work is about. Yeah. And you were mentioning before that there's a a tradition to this because I've, I've like come into contact with shadow work through coaches, like similar to Kevin. Okay. And so is that like, is that just like a coin term now that's, that's used for this type of practice in total, or is it, does it have like, um, native kind of roots? Is that where it first started or is it all kind of the same thing? Yeah. So, um, so, okay. Kind of all the same thing, right? So I would, I would expand on saying native roots as in it's an ancestral practice. So all of our ancestors have practiced shadow work in different ways. They might have Mm -hmm. not called it shadow work, um, but it is something that all of our ancestors have practiced if we track it down, you know, far enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Shadow work itself, the term shadow work, um, I look at it as kind of this coin term. There's, you know, it's it's kind of more of the mainstream term. Mm that's what we recognize it as, you know? Sure. So, yeah. Um, I would say in some of the practices, and I've come across this in a lot of um, like coaching situations and, um, and there's, I mean, there's a million and two ways to approach shadow work. There really is. Um, But I would say that true shadow work really brings you back to those ancestral practices. And that doesn't need to just be native, right? Because mm-hmm. we have ancestors from, from Europe, but from everywhere, you know? And so it doesn't need to just be native, but it, but true shadow work will really bring you back in touch with those ancestral practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say that, like, let's go even just for a little bit further now to get into okay. the shadow work, like <laughs> then what the first question I have is like, what's the benefit? Like if someone wants to do shadow work, like why would anyone want to do that anyway? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, Cause it is not a fun thing to approach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why do you even want to do this? Um, so I think that there's a lot of healing in medicine and shadow work. And while it's scary and while it's hard, it really brings you in touch with these parts of yourself that, that really have a lot to teach you that are really trying to help you into understanding how you can be a better version of yourself. So in bringing that awareness in that accountability, in that action, it's so important to start to uncover this. So we stop repeating these patterns that we're, you know, it's that we continue with that we want to get out of. Um, we can stop repeating these patterns. We can start relating to other people in different ways. It improves your relationships with others. It improves how you communicate with others, how you treat yourself, how you treat your community. There's so much to unpack there, you know? Um, but I think that that's one of the biggest benefits is just, it's just better understanding yourself so that you can be more present um, and show up better in your relationships overall and how you relate to everything, you know, self, others, the environment, community, everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah it kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know if it was Carl Jung who said it or Sigmund Freud about, um, like I'm going to paraphrasing this. I don't know the exact quote, but it's about like, if you don't bring the darkness to the light, you're going to be driven by those subconscious patterns and you're going to call yeah. fate. Yep. And that's kind of what it sounds like with shadow work. It's like yeah. getting into those deeper parts of you. It's like 
okay, I'm noticing that there's this pattern that I keep repeating in my life, but it's like, it's so unconscious. It just keeps happening. It keeps showing up. And so right. it sounds like what shadow work is, is getting to the, the crux of like, all right, like how am I internally perhaps directing these outcomes, but mm-hmm. I'm unconscious to it because I don't want to actually look at it because it's painful. Yeah. So again, like if you don't actually look at it, it's going to keep running the show. And so it does sound like shadow work does have like a, it could be painful. Like you were saying, like it, it, it forces you to look at the things that you might not want to look at, but yeah. it's essential. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, you, that's exactly, that's exactly it. It's like, we're kind of running on this like autopilot until we yeah. the awareness and then shadow work um, should take it a step further in bringing that up to the awareness so that we know what's going on, but then also putting action to it mm. so that we can start to shift those repeating patterns too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, uh, before you got into shadow work, were you doing any other type of maybe personal development or any other type of like healing work that you felt wasn't getting to the issue and what kind of led you and what made you resonate with shadow work so much? Yeah. Um, well I did, I was, um, going to therapy pretty often. Um, but I was also kind of like playing around with other modalities, um, like, Reiki and healing mm. modalities and all these things, but it wasn't really, I didn't see the change that I was hoping, right? And I didn't feel like that was doing what I was intending it to do. Um, so shadow work really kind of helped me to understand how I'm showing up in these spaces, um, what my intentions are and how these kind of subconscious uh these subconscious things are, are showing up in those spaces and what I'm really looking for um, when, I, when I am doing any healing modalities or, or working with people or even having a conversation, you know? Yeah. But those were really, you know, I, I did kind of dive into, into the therapy and into all of these other modalities, just kind of seeking that mm. truth that shadow work really brings out. Mm. Yeah. How would you say, I know you said before that, uh, there's a million, two different ways to actually practice shadow work, but tell us about a process. Cause obviously it's like you said, just bringing the darkness to the light, the things Mm -hmm. that are difficult to look at. So you actually can integrate, which I love to use that word. Cause I have a feeling that that's, or I'm pretty sure that's a big part of it. I could be wrong, but like integrating the dark, not just getting rid of it, but uh, I'd love to hear your process. Like, what do you do to go through your own shadow work or to help others in doing so? Yeah. Um, so I've, I practice with a lot of different modalities. I've just tried a lot of different things. So, um, I've, I started learning in the traditional, uh, in a traditional way. Um, but I've seen it practiced as, um, as astrology and like using astrology to identify shadows, which I thought was really cool. Um, using it with somatics, which is something something that I practice a lot, um, doing somatic work with shadow work and identifying them through that. Um, even EMDR therapies. Oh, wow. I've seen it, yeah, I've seen it used in a lot of different ways and gotten to experience it. The way that I process them now and the way that I work in my own shadow work, and I, this isn't something that I necessarily teach others, but I do, I am in these spaces where other people are teaching and, and getting to just kind of experience all of the different ways. Um, but the way that I do it now is very much through um, dream work and then mm. bringing those, the messages from the dreams into waking life. Um, but it's a very personal practice to me. And I think I think what's really cool is there's so many different ways to approach it and everyone kind of brings their own modality to it. But as long as we have that accountability and the action behind that, so it doesn't need to be this extravagant action, but we're, we're bringing in the awareness. We have mm-hmm. to be able to shift that as long as we're doing that um, within our practice. Um, I think that that's one of the most important things in shadow work. So um going kind of back to the process of it, um, you know, identifying what the shadow is and really tracking that. So giving it a name, um, uh, identifying like Carl Jung brought through the archetypes. Um, Mm -hmm. So giving it the name and and bringing through those archetypes so that you can really identify it. So you can really feel it and know that this is, this is a really powerful thing within you. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then understanding how it, how it moves, how it expresses, what's the pattern here? And starting to uncover that. I think that that's, um, I don't think that we can all just jump straight into this really intense, deep shadow work, but we can start to uncover certain things through that process. It's just being able to identify it, to name it, and then seeing how it actually plays out and seeing what mm -hmm. the pattern is and starting to identify it there. I think that that's a really great way to start. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. it sounds simple, although I imagine, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like, we like to simplify processes. <laughs> yes, yeah, and things shouldn't be that difficult. But I mean, the the actual doing of it is difficult. But knowing what to do, I mean, like we can simplify the process to make it digestible. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Which could you uh, give a simple example of what it might be like? Because like, especially you saying, because yeah. I'm not familiar with Carl Jung's archetypes, okay. and I'm sure someone can look it up or whatever, but like, what's an example of like acknowledging it, naming it, then noticing the pattern, how it shows up or how it feels like, I love for even just like a simple, simple example, like what's yeah. one way that has happened for you? Um, so we can go looking at the victim, right? Okay. So the victim I think is a really common one. We all can get in these victim spaces, especially, um, especially when we just feel like we can't do anything or we're not doing anything towards the problem, right? Mm. We can kind of sit in that. Um, so identifying that the pattern that you're, that you're experiencing is the victim, so naming it. And then how does it show up? When does it show up? A really good way of doing that too is your interactions with other people. So when you're talking to other people, because everyone's a mirror of you and you of them, right? So mm -hmm. as you're like interacting with other people or they say something and it triggers you and it makes you feel some type of way and you fall into this victimization, you know, recognizing that pattern and how it comes up. So maybe, uh, maybe your victim is triggered um, when, I don't know, when you feel like, like you're doing so much for somebody else and you feel like they're not appreciating what you're doing. So then you fall into this victimization of like, I do all of these things, I'm doing all of this for you and you're just, you're not seeing what I'm doing. Nothing I do is good enough. Hmm. It's not enough for you, you know? So we fall into this like pattern of thinking, right? So just identifying, I mean, that's like a very basic example and everyone has their own, um, I don't know, their own shadows through that, but, um, yeah, but just kind of like identifying where that pattern is coming and identifying this, the, the verbiage also mm. that you're getting. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's, I think it, th there's a real power that comes in being able to name it and assign some kind of meaning mm -hmm. to an internal process that's happening to you because, yeah. Otherwise it's going to remain in the dark. It's going to remain unconscious. Cause you're, you're just going to, again, the, the reaction that happens in the outside world is all you're going to see. You're not going to actually be able to get underneath the hood and understand the process that led you to that reaction. And then mm -hmm. you're going to attach your identity to that reaction and be like, this is just who I am. Right. But it's like, when you actually get under the hood and assign a meaning or assign like a name or an archetype, as you were describing to that, then it's like, all right, like, here's something that I can actually work with. Cause I've now defined it. Exactly. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's really yes. beautiful. Yeah. It sounds like to me, and I would love to hear your point of view on this, Kaylin, with what you've studied or gotten trained on. Does it, is the, the power of that, that there is now like, cause when you name something like Chris was just saying, is it that you're now creating space from between like who you really are? That is not actually the shadow, but it's just a part of you so that you can work with it much more easily. Like, is that part yeah. of what you work with? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you're, you're really creating that, that space between who you really are and, and that shadow. Right. Um, another really great thing to do, and I haven't really gotten into this, but also naming who your true self is. So Ooh. you're really like creating these two, you're, you're naming the dualities, you're naming that, that shadow part and the true part of yourself. And then, so you, and then identifying like how these move, how you move within them and doing that whole practice, but with both of those sides mm. so that you can really understand like where you are in any given point. Like, are right. you sitting in your shadow right now? Or are you gravitating towards how you truly want to show up in this world? Yeah. But yeah, 
yeah, it really is to just kind of to create that space and that identity and knowing that this is how I'm, this is how I'm acting right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is, is there i I'm curious about the, in the, the teachings that you've gone through, is there a way that you're supposed to relate to that shadow? Cause in my head, I'm like, oh, like, this sounds great. And it's almost like in my head, when you, when you are able to recognize your shadow and name it, you mm-hmm. realize that it's a part of you. Right. Yeah. And that there's things that you can learn from that part of you in mm-hmm. order to like move through it. And so you can kind of look on the shadow with compassion yeah. rather than just always beating yourself up because you're, you're continuing to, you know, play out these patterns over and over again. You're like, Oh, why am I always like this way? So when you can name it and say like, all right, this is me and my shadow. It's like, you can almost have that compassion towards it. Cause it's a part of you, right? It, there's something there that needs to be healed. So is that kind of the, the gist? Yeah, no, that's, and that's a really important thing because one of the things when you start going into shadow work, a pretty common thing is the idea or the feeling like I need to conquer this. I need to fix this. I need to heal this. And that's not always necessarily the goal. The goal is like you said, to, to understand it, to learn from it, to have compassion from it, because it's never going to be this separate thing from you. You're never going to get rid of the shadow. They always evolve with you. They they change and they shift a little bit as you as you understand them better because they have more to teach, right? So, um, I think that's really like one of the biggest things when you start in is just recognizing that the goal is never to conquer, to never get rid of it. It's really to work with it and understand it mm-hmm. because there there's just there's so much information in that there's so much information in how we react in the shadow and how we how we work in the shadow um so yeah no i think that that's that's exactly it chris Hmm. it's just having that compassion having that understanding the goal being integrating it yeah the goal being working with it yeah yeah i mean so this sounds great i mean if i guess for anyone listening up to this point is like I want to get involved in this. Like, I want to start doing this, right? Mm-hmm. So what would be your recommendation, you know, studying it for years and kind of going through the process of finding it? Like, what would be for someone who's a beginner? And it's like, all right, this sounds cool. It sounds a little confusing because like, I don't know where to start myself. Like, what would yeah. you recommend that they do to get started? Maybe find a teacher or a mentor. Or, I don't know, what, what, what's your advice? Yeah, I think, um, I think that there are a lot of programs out there where you can do shadow work on your own. And honestly, that's where I started. I didn't have a teacher until, um, until I found somebody. Um, but shadow work, I think needs to be done in community. So Mm -hmm. really finding a teacher, finding a community that you can work with in this modality is huge. And we can talk about, you know, what to really look for in a community too, because, there are some that, you know, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to be an alignment. It's not going to be an integrity. And that's really important in shadow work, but the community aspect is so, so important because, and, and having a guide, having a teacher is just so important in this, at least for a little bit, right? Like you don't need to forever have a teacher in this. Sometimes, you know, you can break away and, and start to do this on your own, but initially that's really important because one, like I was talking about the reflection in the mirror, that community is going to mirror and reflect back to you, your shadows and the things that, the things that maybe you're not going to be able to see on your own. Right. And two, shadows are tricky. You know, you think that you've identified it, right? So we can say like, oh, this is the victim, but there's something else there. Right. And being in that community, being with a teacher and a, and a guide that you really trust that can see you is so important because they can call you out on your bullshit and say, oh, you're not really hitting it or you're acting out of shadow right now. And there's a lot of power in that, having somebody to be able to really see and to know how you function and to, to understand how your shadows work to be able to call, call those shadows out. Because you'll be thinking like, oh, no, I like I. I can kind of navigate through it or, or this action is enough. It's enough for me to just sit in, in, um, in meditation for five minutes and then continue on with my day when the shadow shows up. Right. 
but having somebody that can kind of call you out and say, no, this is, this isn't helping you right now. You need to maybe shift this action or you need to look at this a little bit different. I think that that's just so important, especially when starting out. Um, in terms of like how to look for a community, I kind of treat it as um, uh, like, like if I'm wanting to sit in a ceremony space or looking for a coach or a therapist, um, I kind of treat all of these things the same way. So I look at, um, I always like to ask, especially with shadow work, but in anything really, um, if they're doing their own shadow work. Because this is a practice that you will be doing for the rest of your life. This isn't a one and done, one month you've identified all your shadows and they magically are just mm. vibing with you and you're very happy after. It's a practice that you'll continue because the shadows shift and evolve. And as you become, as you get further into your truth and further into your medicine, and who you are truly, um, they're gonna kind of shift to bring more, more up to the surface, more to light, so then you can continue to evolve. Um, so I always like to ask if um, any practitioner at all, but any guide in this, if they're doing their own shadow work, and I like to know how they're doing it. What does it look like? Because what's really important here is that they're not just bringing it up to awareness that they're doing something about it, that they're in integrity with this, with this work. Um, so that's always the first question that I ask. <laughs> yeah. um, I also like to ask where they've learned. If they're teaching shadow work, where did you learn this? Who was your teacher? Um, where did they learn if they know? But it's good to kind of do your research because shadow work, like a lot of these modalities isn't something, I think it's a very, it's a very powerful and potent modality. And it's something that, that is very healing, but it takes a lot of knowledge and a lot of work in. Um, so I like to always understand where somebody's learned um, and, and who they learned from and, and kind of track that, track that and do my research in that. Mm. I just think it's important. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are, those are the main things that I typically, that I typically focus on. And then other than that, um, you know, being with somebody that can, you know, working with somebody that can really tell you the truth that can really see you and see your shadows and, and honor that, um, but isn't afraid and isn't going to just sugarcoat things because when we start to uncover the shadows, <laughs> we, you know, all of these things start to come up. Mm. So you really want somebody that can, that can be really strong and, and, um, in telling you the truth, you know, and, and really calling you out on these things and, and really bringing that forward so that you can get the deep, um, medicine from the shadows that you really need from this. So just in general, yeah just looking for people that can really, that can really tell you the truth, that can be honest with you, but um, also hold you in those spaces as well. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, all that you brought up, because I was, you know, I was just even thinking about you, Kev, like with coaching and just the advent of like the internet and all these like 40, $90 certificates. And it's like, oh, I'm a life mm -hmm. coach now, or, oh, I can, you know, I got a certificate in shadow work. And I think it's really important to be able to find a teacher or a mentor or a community that's actually doing the work and got to yeah. you know, learn from someone who is doing the work as well. And I, I, I love that you asked practitioners if they're actually doing the work themselves, regardless of what the practitioner is. Cause I think that's, that's like a huge thing. I'm like, I, while you were talking, I was literally going through really quick in my head, like practitioners that I see. And I'm like, yeah, if I'm seeing a chiropractor, I hope they get chiropractic. You know, if I'm seeing right. a doctor, yeah. I hope that they get regular checkups and they take care of themselves. Like, you know, yeah. Kev, like you're, you know, you're a coach. Like if you want to coach, like I'm hoping he gets coaching too. Cause he's, you know, he's, he's invested in his own growth. So exactly. it makes sense. Yeah. It makes perfect yeah. sense. Practice what you preach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, no, I love that. And that, yeah, that goes, that goes with anything ever. You know, if someone's trying to teach you or help you with something, are they doing it too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another question that I had for you that I wanted to ask um, cause you know, we went through, if someone wants to start in this, like, well, what should they do? What should they look for? Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any advice for people who are maybe just starting or if they're going to just start in the future 
like maybe some of the pitfalls of like how difficult it is or you know just just what to look out for in the very beginning because I know just thinking about this type of work of bringing up things that are in the dark and are running your life from the background like I'm sure that bringing these things up to the surface like we talked about in the beginning could be very painful so do you have any advice for people who are ready to start and are like all right like what should I expect yeah um I think just like you said I mean you can expect it to be to be difficult um, all of these things are coming up to the surface and, and they can be really painful, like you said. Um, that's why I think uh, working with somebody is so important. Having that support is, I can tell you from doing it on my own um, and uncovering all this and then working in, with other people, with a therapist, with, um, with a guide and a teacher, having that support was everything because there's going to be times where you can't hold yourself in those spaces because these are brand new spaces that you're bringing up. This is all new. So yeah, I would say, I would say support number one and whatever that looks like for you. um, I think people receive support in a lot of different ways, but that would be the number one thing is to really seek good support for yourself. Um, the other thing I would say in starting is, I I think I mentioned this before, but that, that feeling like you're like, you need to fix it, that you need to cure it because that leaves a very little space for you to make mistakes and for you to mess up. Cause it's not, once we bring it into awareness, it's not that it just kind of fixes, you know, it kind of goes away and it dissipates. It's a process of really changing a behavioral pattern, of really changing the way that you're thinking. Things that we've been doing for probably our whole lives, most of us, you know, until we start to bring it up, right? Um, So really just having, um, having a lot of grace with yourself through that process and really shifting that viewpoint from, I need to fix these things to, I need to start to accept and, and integrate and learn from these things. What's the message here? What's the lesson here? What is this trying to show me? So really just that perspective shift, because that can really come up. And um, I don't know anybody that started shadow work that, <laughs> that didn't have that, at least in the back of their mind, that that little, it's like a little monster. That's like, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so just creating that space to have a little bit of grace and understanding with yourself yeah and I think that's so important with any type of personal development type work or any any type of work where you're on like the green growing edge of yourself and trying to become more because it's like you can be sitting in like a meditation session or a coaching session and you can get something so clear and it's almost like that coaching session or that meditation session is like a vacuum but then right. once you go out into the real world and then you come across things that bother you and think come across things that trigger you, that's when the rubber meets the road. And it's like, all right, I might've thought that I had that all figured out, but it's a process. Like it's never like a one and done thing. There's always going to be things that you're going to be coming up against. There's always going to be new reactions that you're gonna have to notice. And so having that mentality of this mm-hmm. is a journey, like you, you did mention this too, like a lifelong journey. It's not yeah. a one and done thing. Like once you get started with this, like you're, you're going to be doing this forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'll say like, that's why the action piece of that and the accountability is so important because, you know, it, it is kind of like a vacuum. It's like that coaching space, like you're saying, you know, you, you leave that space. And if you don't have any action to apply to it, then it's all for nothing. Hmm. Awareness really is is nothing without action because it's kind of like, we're just like smacking ourselves in the face. And we're like, okay, I know I'm hitting myself in the face and this hurts and you just keep on doing it. Right. Mm. You're aware that you're doing it, but you're not doing anything to change it. So, so bringing in that action is so important in that. And that should be done in a shadow work session. Mm. Um, That should be done while you're, while you're uncovering these um, shadows and while you're understanding your true selves, what is the action that the shadow needs for you to take in that moment? What is the action that the true self takes in these moments? So really being able to identify that and then applying it to the, 
best way that you can. I mean, I'll be honest, sometimes um, with my actions, it looks like first I scream and <laughs> I get really angry. And then I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do. I need, I need to work through this. I need to feel this in my body. I need to do X, Y, Z. It's not always perfect, but there's always an action there to bring you back. Yeah. to help you to start to make that shift. Yeah. That's interesting. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Because in my mind, I'm thinking like, when you say action, oh, like, yeah. wait, but wait a minute. Oh, cause I could see a trap going, coming up around then someone, when they're doing shadow work, oh, I got to fix myself. So I got to take action to fix myself. Right. Oh yeah. So like what's, what's the distinction there of like yeah. the action that you're talking about? Oh, that's great. Okay. So the action isn't necessarily something that is going to fix you, okay? The action should be very simple. It should be very feasible. It should be something that you, that you can do um, at any point. So mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not necessarily something that's going to correct the shadow, but that's going to give you a little bit of space to start to understand the shadow. Mm -hmm. Does that make a little bit more sense? So, yeah. um, so like an example of an action, well, an example of one of my actions, um, if I start to, I have a shadow where I'll start to feel a lot of anxiety come up and I start to get angry and I start to feel all of these emotions just rise. One of my actions, and this is a very natural thing for me, but is to kind of do talk therapy with myself. So I just talk through the emotion. I Sometimes I record myself and I listen to it back and it just creates the space for me to start to process and understand the shadow. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these actions could be um, dancing around, just moving the energy. It mm -hmm. could be, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna write something down really quick. I'm gonna write how I'm feeling really quick. It's to move the energy, it's to make that shift so that you're not just sitting in the shadow and just repeating that cycle over and over and over again. So it's not, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of the distinction there. And that's yeah. where the trap is, is because right. we think with an action, it's supposed to correct it. And really the action is just supposed to help us to understand what the shadow is teaching us, help us to process it. It's yeah. just creating a little bit of space for us versus jumping in to the response. <laughs> right. Which yeah. obviously I imagine is reactive if you just jump right into the response, which oh, yeah. that's so interesting though, because I see now is like the, the a bit clearer based on what you just shared in that distinction is that mm -hmm. it's not about fixing yourself, but it is about doing something, but it's not about like, all right, I'm going to make this okay or get rid of this shadow by right. means of that action, but it's to honor it in some way, which gives you greater insight. It sounds like. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. That's which, a perfect summary. Yeah. Well, thanks. I'm glad you guys to hear are really that. great at summarizing. Definitely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but that, that I want to just add that that I feel like that's and this is makes makes total sense why you recommended support and having community with this because it's so I imagine it's so easy for any of us to react so quickly to the shadow because that's just our normal way of living or the normal way of being or relating with ourselves right. and that completely. Uh, shuts us down from the insight or the awareness that we can gain by means of giving the shadow space versus right. what we, again, most, most people do is just shove it away or like criticize ourselves for it. And mm -hmm. the information or the, I think you call it like medicine is not there anymore then, or right. at least it's not accessible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, a trip. it's really just about pulling yourself out of that pattern because <clears throat> that's really, that's really all we can do. Yeah. Right. Just to, just to halt the pattern a little bit and a little right. bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more over time. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like um, this work also is very, uh, like, there's a big emotional regulation piece mm -hmm. to this. I, I, I noticed that with myself a lot. The usually when I, when I tend to stay in these reactionary patterns is when my emotions are completely out of check. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. not even connected to them, not feeling them, but they're there. And then sometimes like an hour, an hour will go by or half the day sometimes, depending on what's going on in my head. Then I'm like, what the heck was I just doing for the last three hours? I'm just such yeah. in this pattern. And it sounds like these action steps for the shadow work is creating that space so that the emotions can actually process. You're not just pushing them aside 
You're right. not just, you're not just like disassociating from them by distracting yourself with something else. You're actually giving them the space. And it's the medicine to me, when I hear that it's the body's wisdom taking over and it's like, all right, like this shadow is trying to teach me something. Let mm-hmm. me give it some space. Cause I know that my body, my subconscious, it has the answers. I just need yeah. to actually allow the answers to come through. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you're totally right in that there is a big emotional regulation, but yeah, it really is just creating that space because we do all have the answers. We do all have this knowledge within us. We have the ability to integrate our own shadows. We have the ability to understand ourselves in these great depths and, and really be able to start transforming our actions so we can show up as somebody that we're really proud of. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I can't say it better than how you said it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. As we're coming for a landing here, it just popped my mind to get such a nuanced difference. It finds, I find, and just everything from everything you shared and what we've reflected to hear that it actually is grounded in what you've been sharing and the work that you do, but like the nuance between like not trying to fix yourself, but there is change that happens mm-hmm. within this. It sounds like, right. Like, so my question is like, what's, what's the vision for this? Like going forward, I'm curious, like say like maybe like what your teacher sees it as, or, cause you mentioned again, the integration, like, I don't know, I'm thinking of like, all right, what, what does it look like when someone has uh, done shadow work to such a great degree that they feel it's integrated. And obviously it's a lifelong thing, like you said, but like you said, also it does change you over time in a good way. So I don't know if there's any, if that question is even clear enough, I don't know. Like, I'm curious just to like hear your insight or your thoughts on like, what does that look like when someone has done shadow work or is doing shadow work to a great degree? Mm. For me, this is my perception. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you can give, <laughs> and, right? Yeah. That's all I can give. Um, but I can always tell how much somebody, how much work somebody has done on themselves by the way that they communicate and interact with other people Mm. Um, and like how they respond to others because other people are extremely, I mean, they'll, they'll trigger you all day, Mm. right? You know, they bring out the best in you and they can bring out the worst in you. So I always kind of like, I can, I think like the most tactile way that I have seen it is how other people interact with or how they interact with other people. Mm-hmm. Now, are you, are you clearly communicating? What's showing up for you in that moment? Are you giving people space to be heard? Are you lashing out? Are you closing people off? Are you opening, are you opening yourself up to other, um, other viewpoints, other understandings, other people's experiences? So that's, that's where I've seen it in real life is mm-hmm. I've seen people just really be able to open up to other people's experiences, especially in these past two years, because yeah. um, everything that's been going on, um, that's where I've seen it personally. Yeah. 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 I was like, in my, in my head, I was like, so like basically the opposite of like a Instagram or Twitter comment section. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. That makes, that makes so much sense though. I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I, um, as you were sharing your, your point of view on that, that like when someone's really done that deeper work on, with themselves, that it, my words for it is like, they show up more poised, more open listening. Uh, there's more presence I find. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know people who have done that. And honestly, Kaylin, you're one of them for sure. It's like well, the, the depth that we have a relationship and just get to know each other or just in conversation. Um, but yeah, that, it's clear for others as well. Like, and maybe they don't call it shadow work. Like you said, in the very beginning and people have different labels for it, but that, yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's good for my head to like, okay, that's, (laughs) that's some good, a good evidence that someone is doing their own work or that for yourself. Even I feel like it's like, Oh, showing up differently in relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, the shadow work is working. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Relationships are a great teacher. Yes. (laughs) definitely. I'll show you. <laughs> so yeah. Sweet. Great. That's awesome. Well, we're, uh, it's amazing how time flies. We've already been talking mm-hmm. for like 50, 55 minutes. So 
So bring it in for a landing, Kaylin. Um, if there's any place that yeah, like anything you'd like to share of like where people can connect with you or your teacher, I think you were sharing. Um, yeah. so anything that you'd like to share with people listening that might be interested in shadow work. Yeah. Um, so my teacher, Miranda, um, she's boundless warrior on Instagram. Um, she's an excellent resource. Um, and she will, I mean, she teaches shadow work in just such a, an incredible way, but bringing you back to your ancestral roots, bringing you, um, bringing you into integrity. These are all things that are really needed in shadow work today. So, um, I highly recommend working with her and I can, uh, send you that information to put in the notes. Um, right. And then there's another person that I've worked with, Cole, um, who is the creator Cole on Instagram. And I'll share that too. Um, he does incredible work in shadow work and um, and he's a wonderful guide. So nice. I highly recommend those. I've learned so much from them. Um, and yeah, they really bring in the integrity and the accountability in this work. Sweet. Yeah. And is that only in person with them? Cause obviously those are Instagrams, but like, do they do online work? They do virtual. Yeah. They nice. do virtual also. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, there was somebody from, uh, Greece learning, you know, wow. so yeah, all over. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome to hear. Cause yeah, we have, uh, we just recently, uh, cause our podcast is on Spotify. We have like the Spotify wrapped for our podcast. Oh, okay. This past year is 114 countries that listened. So cool. there might be someone cross the seas from us in the United States that would want to tune into that. So I appreciate, I'm glad to know that the, those people that you have learned shadow work from do uh, can and do those online spaces yeah. to help people. Sweet. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Well, Kaylin, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, again, you like you said, we'll include all the links or the people's con, uh, uh, their tags, like on Instagram in the description of the show notes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah. Thank you again for sharing. This has been awesome. Great. Thank you both so much. Nice meeting you, Kaylin. Nice meeting you too, Chris. <laughs> and that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.